Welcome to Groundbreakers, hosted by 4constructionpros.com, the podcast that highlights the innovative equipment, technology, companies, and individuals that are breaking new ground in the construction industry. In this episode, Associate Editor Dormy Roberts talks with Noah Dolgoy, founder and CEO of Tread Corporation, who discusses the benefits of using a mobile app to replace paper-based processes. Let's get the scoop with Dormy and Noah now. Thanks for tuning in. Today I'm joined by Noah Dolgoy. Thanks for joining me today, Noah, and let's jump right in. So um, for those who don't know about Tread, could you explain a little bit what it is, how it came about, company history like that? For sure. So Tread's a mobile platform that makes the business of moving raw materials in the construction industry uh, more profitable, more efficient, more productive, and altogether more connected for all the parties involved. Uh, We're a mobile app that allows construction companies, construction material companies, uh, construction contractors, to reach out to the third-party logistics network that supports them uh, and really work together like they're all part of one fleet. Um, So we provide visibility uh, into a workflow that used to be paper-based. And so um, Tread's been around since 2016. Uh, We're based in Toronto in Canada, uh, though most of our business is across the United States. And we actually started uh, based out of a need that I saw um, from my own experience in residential construction, uh, where just trying to get trucks to show up was really challenging sometimes. And I, I, you know, at the time assumed that it was unique to my experience, which I think a lot of people do. And the more time I spend in the industry, the more I learned that this was a really broad problem and a lot of people were struggling with it. And so Tread came out of that understanding and it's been a real ride since, you know, the, um, you know, realizing all the things we had to learn along the way, realizing how many people there were to help and realizing sort of now when we look back like how far the product has come how far the team has come has been really cool when we see just how many people we're helping across north america today that's awesome and you mentioned like you've been in construction so you know the struggles of waiting on a truck that has hot mix that that totally in the cold especially this time of year yeah yeah exactly it's and just finding all those little ways to 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 fix things that i think people used to assume you know i i my business background uh, in the industry was in uh, Western Canada in a province called Alberta, and it gets cold, right? I mean, you're, you're based in Wisconsin, so it's probably uh, similar stuff. And you can see so quickly how, um, you know, when weather shifts or something like that, you can't get in touch with people who are driving hot mix around or even, even something as simple as driving aggregate around or salt or sand or whatever it might be, how quickly your product or your profitability for your site can just like drop right off a cliff. And it can be solved so easily by just, being able to communicate and track people in real time. It seems so simple now, but I think when we started, a lot of people called us crazy. But that's where the world is going right now, the technology to help improve um, infrastructure or the industries like this. So on that hand, how does Tread help companies adapt this type of technology? Is there a training process, customer service process? Could you go through that? So that's a good question, Darmi. And I think what you said about um, how things are changing is really important because construction is, you know, starting to digitize so much faster than it used to, but there's obviously a long way to go. And we know that for a lot of people in the industry, uh, technology might not be the easiest thing for them. And so for us, it's really important to provide what we describe as like a white glove training and coaching service. Um, we believe it's best in class in the industry. Our clients think it's best in class in the industry and it's, you know, very much tailored and customized to the needs of each client. So we have some clients who are very, very tech savvy and they, you know, they're able to sort of uh, self-serve a little bit for, but for most of our clients, 
uh, we go sort of the whole gamut. So you know, there's one-on-one -on -one coaching that's regular between dispatchers or even owner operators uh, and our staff. We have training manuals. We send out compliance texts regularly. Um, again, we really see it as a white glove service because for us, it's about providing a really customized plan for each customer that matches what their needs are uh, on sort of that digitization journey. Because it can be hard if suddenly you buy a piece of technology and there's no one there to support it. So we think, you know, it's, it's so vital to make sure that whatever we're doing is supported by people to help out the folks who are actually using the tool along the way. And that's a great approach too, because like you said, there's some people that are uh, technology and adapt. So they don't, they don't quite know it, but they want to implement it because they know it's good. So it's great that you have that white glove approach to um, implementation. Um, is there a certain size of the company? So if I have three employees, can I still use your technology? Absolutely. Um, you know, we serve clients who are as small as, I mean, individual owner operators who have one truck and it's one person they own that truck that is their business that's how they put the food on the table for their family and and that's what they do and we have clients of that size and we have clients who are you know multinational publicly traded companies uh who have you know who send jobs out across north america and actually across the world um, and for us to sort of bring it back a little bit to training and customization we know that each company is different and we know that each stakeholder is different and so for us it's really about understanding the key needs of each stakeholder and making sure that we're training, we're providing compliance support, we're coaching for everyone along the way. And you know, that journey is going to be different for each customer. We recognize that. And for us, what's important is making sure that every customer just feels the support that they need to match their goals along the way. That's great. How long does an implement implementation process usually take? So, I mean, as, as always, it depends. Um, it really is, is dependent on the needs of the customer and also their willingness to sort of adapt to, or sorry, adopt different tools. So for an individual owner operator, it could be instantaneous. They might even be able to self onboard same day, get everything ready to go. Um, we've, uh, we, our sort of commitment is that within 30 days of any, of anyone signing up, if they follow the onboarding plan, they'll have at least 90% of sort of their business digitized. That being said, we've had companies, um, that dispatch hundreds of trucks a day, get there in a week. And so it's really about that individual set of objectives for each business and the tailored stakeholder sort of training plan and compliance plan that we build along. Uh, for each customer along the way. So um, I guess to answer your question really simply, how fast do you want it? That's true. Um, did you touch on multilingual capabilities? Is there such a thing? Do you have that option? So that's a good question. Uh, we are multilingual. It's really important for us to be able to be used by the various people in the field. And so right now our app is available both in English and in Spanish. We provide support in English and in Spanish. And also we provide written documentation support uh, in Punjabi as well. We have the ability to spool up different training programs for different clients if need be. But for us across uh, our client base, we found English and Spanish are far in a way the most popular. Um, so stepping away from capabilities and how to adapt the technology, um, what kind of data can Tread give me as um, an owner and using this, this app? So data comes into the app in a few different ways and you present it in a few different ways. Um, so there's four primary areas that uh, we really focus on in visualizing and representing data for our clients. The first one is cycle times, uh, which allows clients to understand 
the nuances of each load, of each trip by each truck and each driver, uh, so that they can really understand in a really granular way um, how materials are being moved uh, and what the types of weights are for those types of things so that they can optimize the efficiency of sort of that dispatch program. Uh, next, we do progress and profitability reports. Uh, those get even more granular. And so that allows us to understand targeting and goal setting. It allows us to understand what the real margin is on each, uh, on each load of material and how it ref reflects an entire job site. So we might have various different targets and budgets across the site and we're able to apply sort of the logistics uh, data to that. Next is compliance data, which is how are people interacting with the app? So are they, uh, you know, are their apps on? Are their phones on? Are they actually um, tracking and logging their jobs properly? Are dispatchers working uh, within the app the way they're supposed to be? And the reason for that is because, again, clean data and clean interaction with the app are really uh, things that require, that, that, that are hand in hand with one another. And lastly, site activity, which sort of zooms out and allows us to understand the entire site as a whole in light of all of those different things. So you can look at an individual job site relative to another job site and understand how different sites, different projects, different clients uh, are um, generate margin for you as a, as, a, as a company. And so you're able to understand what is a good project for me as a company or for my or for my various stakeholders and so those are really the key areas that we focus on though there's always more that we that we're able to derive again we see movement we see uh um, commercial data we see communications data there's a lot of different data that we surface it's really about what the client wants and what the client needs to see and so depending on what they ask us for we can always surface different types of reports that's awesome and i love that you're able to compare two jobs side by side and say, oh, this is what happened here. Maybe this is too big of a job for me. Maybe I need to scale it back or something. I love that comparing and contrasting. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It's again, it's important to us to, it, it's about helping our clients across their whole business. Like the logistics network connects to everything. Um, you know, the movement of materials is connected to every different project that someone's on um, and is so influential. And so by being able to connect those things together, if we can help people run their businesses better then we're doing them a real service. So, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad you see that we do too. Yeah. Um, is tread a yearly subscription or a one-time cost? Um, what's kind of the, the flow of that? Tread is a yearly subscription. We do have clients that sign up for more than a year. So we have some people, uh, some larger companies who are on for multi-year uh, contracts as well. But the way our contracts work is we have a base yearly subscription that's tailored based on volume that people use. And so the reason we do that is so that when people aren't busy at all, uh, they're protected a little bit and they pay a little bit less during those slower months of the year. Talking about COVID, because that's, that's the world yeah. we're living in currently, um, emerging technologies that serve the construction industry are key. Um, have you seen an uptick in uh, technology uh, um, adaption to tread with this and um, the necessary tools that will last long beyond the pandemic? Could you kind of touch on that topic a little bit? Jeremy, that's a really good question and it's a really topical question. So construction has lagged behind a lot of other major industries in adopting technology. We all know that, the data supports that. There's a variety of reasons, but um, ultimately um, the reality is what it is. What COVID has done 
from my perspective, is it has really triggered a generational change in the adoption of tech. And so we were starting to see some of it before. Like we were seeing the rate of adoption across the industry accelerate significantly before COVID happened. But suddenly when COVID happened, everyone had to go remote and everyone had to go digital. And so suddenly people who were saying, I run my business on paper and I don't need to run it off of a computer or off of a phone, were sitting in their garages trying to adapt really quickly. And suddenly they started looking to tools like ours. And so what we really saw was um, that, that mindset change for people and that uh, experience change that people had trying to suddenly being forced to run remotely, forced people to look at tools like Tread and like others. And so we've seen sort of not only adoption rates, but also just mindset shifts across the industry that, um, again, I, I use the word generational. I, I think it's, it's just such a sea change. Um, I think what we're going to see moving forward is um, not only will, you know, those, those tools that have been adopted stay, but we're going to see an increased sort of um, prevalence of digital tools and an increased sophistication of digital tools. Because suddenly all these folks uh, who didn't think they needed stuff like tools before are using them and saying, why wasn't I doing this before COVID? Look at how much more productive I am now in a time of uncertainty. Imagine how much more productive I'm going to be once we all get through what we're all going through right now and it's back to business as usual. And so I think we're going to see an increasingly digital industry. I think we're going to see an increasingly data-driven industry. And the outcome of that is just more productivity, higher profits for folks, and really a better connection between people on job sites and with their clients. That's so true. And like you talked about, the generational gap or lack thereof, I guess, uh, a lot of millennials and Gen Xers are coming into the construction industry. So I feel this technology is really all encompassing with those upcoming generations that are going into the field too. So that is a really good point, Darmi. Um, we, I, I remember actually being um, at this most recent annual general meeting for Napa uh, at the beginning of the year. And one of the, the largest issues uh, that, that sort of got the most time and attention from the folks that were there um, was how do we hire? Because the industry actually has uh, an issue right now. And I think we'd be, um, you know, we, we have to look at it and be realistic. The average age in the construction industry is 55 years old. Those people are going to start retiring soon. Like that, that is just true and good on them. They've had great careers. They've been really productive. Uh, if they, you know, they've, they've earned, earned that. And the question is, how do we fill those gaps? And what we've actually seen with our clients is some of our clients have actually signed up to use Tread because it allows them to more easily hire young people who are asking, well, what are the tools that will support me to be more productive? I don't want to use paper. I saw my dad using paper, my mom using paper on a job site 20 or 30 years ago. Why can't I use my smartphone? And so not only are tools like ours um, productivity increasers just by their nature, but also they allow people to hire better, particularly young people like you're describing who are coming out of college who are looking at data and looking at tools and looking at technology and saying, why can't I have these things to make my job better? So I, I love that point. I think it's so important. And that builds a culture in a company too, that they know that they have the tools to succeed in a career. They're going to stick with that company. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there anything else that related that you'd like to discuss, Noah? We often see with people in the industry, you know, they ask us how well we understand their business. And similarly, we've had questions of, well, why can't I just build an app myself? Or why can't I just build a piece of technology myself? And, you know, power to people who want to do that. Um, I think, you know, if they want to try and do that, I think they can by all means. And, you know, I wish them good luck. It's really hard. 
Um, something we've seen, um, particularly when we look at sort of the first generations of tech that got applied to construction, um, was they didn't listen enough. Uh, they sort of came in with this very, um, you know, uh, sort of tech-focused attitude of we're going to tell people what to do and we're going to tell people how to run their businesses and we're going to tell people how to change. Um, and I think that's something that's really important for us when we look at how to help people on a digitization journey is listening as much as we can and taking a step back and saying, what are your goals? What are your expectations? How do you do your business? And tailoring your whole plat our whole platform around that. And that's something we've really tried to do with how we've designed not only the technology itself, but the process around it. Because we believe we're experts at building technology, and we believe that our clients are experts at paving roads, moving aggregate, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so we would never presume to tell them how to run their business. And as a result, our responsibility is to listen, it's to learn, it's to adapt, and to make sure that the deeper we go and the more we um, uh, learn about our clients and their stakeholders and their experiences, the better what we're building reflects what they're doing, builds trust between them, and makes sort of this journey of digitization easy, comfortable, and really safe for them. And I think that when we look at tech and we look at the staying power of tech, particularly post-COVID, it's all built on that idea of building trust, building understanding, and making sure that along the way we're listening as much as we can because, again, our clients are experts and um, we're just here to support them. Yeah, and you're kind of like the vehicle that guides them through, like um, the customizable data like you talked about too. So you're giving them those tools to succeed better, like uh, understanding their business better and growing further. Well, thanks for the great conversation, Noah. It was so interesting to learn about the paperless technology that Tread offers. As always, visit forconstructionpros.com for all your industry news, how-to tips, and more. Well, that's it for today. Thank you to Noah Dolgoy of Tread Corporation for taking the time to talk with us. Tune in every Thursday for another episode of the Groundbreakers podcast by Four Construction Pros. Be sure to subscribe and share, and we'll break more ground together. Until next time.